Welcome to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a platform for women to rise up together in sacred sisterhood. We are here to awaken, empower, and support you in claiming your yes as you step into your truth and divine power as a goddess. We are the healers, the shamans, the wise women, the unicorns, the fairies, and the mermaids who have come together to offer ourselves as messengers for the rise of the feminine. I am your host, Nixie Marie, goddess activist, shamanic artist, and oracle guide. I invite you to take a deep breath, inhaling white, sparkly, pixie-loving light, and exhaling anything that no longer serves you as we sit in sacred council together. Welcome to my tender baby. Well, hello, sisters. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective podcast. I am not alone today. I am sitting with a dear sister, Sabrina Riccio. Welcome, goddess. Hey, queen. I'm so stoked to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We already know that this conversation is going to be really juicy. And if anybody knows Sabrina, which I know actually I'm I'm quite certain that there's a few uh, also tribe here that listens to her podcast. She's also a podcast host of Sovereign Society podcast. And uh, you know that she's very real. And <laughs> she's going to get real as fuck here. So are you guys ready? We it's have actually brought really on. funny you say that because like, you know, we're talking about like editing like our pod, our in our Instagram bios. And last night I was like, I'm going to write keeping it real and authentic. And that's what I wrote. Yeah, and she is. She really embodies that. And I love that about you. And so, sisters, we've brought on a medicine priestess, a solistic alchemist, and soul guide to support us in our journey of what Kundalini is. Because as you kind of have seen, we've been talking a lot about yoga and what this medicine can bring for us as a modern mystic woman. So we brought on Sabrina today to share with us sort of the, the basics and how her kundalini journey has led her here. She is a kundalini instructor. And I kind of just want to know too, for myself, I I practiced kundalini for when I first moved to LA, you know, LA is like a hub kind of totally uh, of that. So let's do this girl. Share. Yeah, girl. Okay. So where should I begin? Um, It's actually really funny because I've been a Kundalini teacher for four years now and I signed up for teacher training without ever taking a class. Like in my soul, I knew this is what I was here to do. And it was interesting because I remember um, when I was done with teacher training, I was at my grandma's house and I was drinking Yogi tea, which is, you know, Yogi Bhajan who brought Kundalini to the West in the late sixties. And she's like, oh, Yogi Bhajan, he's such a nice man. I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, I made him dinner one time because I found out that her sister-in-law, my grandpa's sister, 
was one of the first like benefactors of bringing uh, Yogi Bhajan to America. Like she donated a ton of money in the 60s and support him because they all lived in New York, like Italian Catholic, Irish Italian Catholics in New York. And my, my grandpa's sister was like already super esoteric and like very hippie in it, you know? Yeah. And so she was like, oh, you should come over for dinner. So my grandmother made wow. dinner for Yogi Bhajan and my dad met him when he was a little boy. And like, my grandma was like, yeah, he had these like white pointed shoes. So this is like something Whoa. very ancestral for me. And um, I had my first Kundalini awakening without even knowing what it was. Um, but what was interesting was that a couple months before that, I, uh, I, was, I had a really difficult LSD trip. And I think that's when it was first really um, initiated because I was like on this journey with like this guy. And um, it was a lot coming up for me because I had a really, really damaging uh, childhood a lot of trauma and all this stuff. So the medicine of LSD really brought that up for me to like heal and transmute. And I think at that time that Kundalini was just like, it broke open um, because it was like wanting that, that life force. So Kundalini energy is your life force that's stored at the base of the spine. And because I had so many blocks in my auric field, so many blocks in my chakras from trauma after trauma, after trauma, after trauma, it was just like ready to be bursted open. And so I had a Kundalini awakening um, in like around this time, six years ago, actually, almost like to the day. And uh, because I was still processing this like really difficult LSD trip while also having this new force of energy, because I was still practicing like Hatha Vinyasa at the time, but um, barely, like I was just probably like three years, four years into my yoga life. And, um, a lot was coming up. It was like 2012. It was just a weird time. Like I just graduated college and didn't know what I was doing with my life. Um, and then I was struck by lightning, uh, right after that too, because it was just like, I was on a really, really destructive path just because I was really careless. Mm. You know, it was like the peak of the rave season, you know? So it was like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're both like old school ravers, so. Yeah, that's how we know each other. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I was really being unconscious about the amount of like MDMA mm -hmm. I was consuming and not allowing my serotonin to really generate. Um, and I was like really shy to call in love because I felt really unworthy. So I was like pushing this guy away because it was like just, again, really, really deep traumatic wounds that luckily kundalini has really helped me heal and there's such a stigma where people talk about like kundalini is dangerous it can be dangerous for the closed-minded person who isn't willing to do the deep work and something about me is that i go full throttle like it's the very much the leo of me like leo rising and i am just like let's get this done i'm fired up like yeah let's get this and i think what, the kund what Kundalini has really helped me do is really balance my lower triangle. Um, so the lower triangle represents the bottom three chakras of the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus. And so essentially the way we talk about it in Kundalini is that there's two triangles. It's kind of like an hourglass and the heart is the connector. And so when we allow ourselves to heal 
the trauma that's stuck in our lower triangle between the ages of zero and 22, then we can really start living and radiating from that heart space. And then 29 and older is when you start to develop the upper chakras, like the throat, the third eye, and the crown. Um, but what I've been seeing too lately is that the chakra system's kind of shifting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of, what I was seeing on the solstice actually was that there's like three chakras now and they represent like the masculine, the feminine, and the divine kind of thing. I'm still like really tapping into that more, but they're more like yeah. sherbet colors. So think of like star child to row deck, like those yeah. colors represent like the new chakra color. system. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, which is like purple, gold, cotton candy. Like hot, yeah. Like yeah. you're pixelated. That's actually what my DMT, uh, when I did a DMT ceremony looked like when I took off, it was like this cotton candy cloud. It was Whoa. really interesting. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was seeing was that like you, you start to develop these three main chakras when you've done a lot of the deep work because there isn't trauma to still be stuck in that loop. And that's what I've been working so much with, with my Saturn return with Kundalini yoga, with psychedelics, um, is just to really like transmute the trauma because I've been dealing with trauma since I was two years old with death. I can experience death like my whole life. And that's why even yeah, yesterday. So when you're talking about trauma, if you want to like kind of go into what this trauma looks like with death, like, cause I think that your story has so many powerful elements to it to bring to life in what the trauma is, you know? Yeah. So with me, like I said, when I was three years old, my cousin was two and she was my best friend. I was going to San Diego every weekend and because uh, that's where she lived and I was here in Palm, I was in Palm Springs and um, she was dying of leukemia. And so at the age of three, when my subconscious mind is still developing, I'm in the children's hospital watching like my best friend dying. Mm. Um, so I don't, I didn't really have the language and my family didn't know how to talk to a three-year-old about what is happening. Like I remember like being at her funeral and she had like an open casket and I'm three years old walking like in the church, like up to the casket, like during the mm. funeral. And then, yeah, I, I experienced like well over like 30 people who've passed away in my life. Cause I come from a big family and like everyone's family, you know, being Italian, like everyone's everyone sit at the table. So <laughs> essentially what happened after my best friend took her life two weeks, three weeks after that, my grandfather died two weeks after. Um, and I was just graduating high school. So I was going into college already with a lot of this prolonged depression, um, as well as like dealing with sexual trauma that I had from my Catholic school and uh, my teachers and stuff like that, which came up for me in a recent um, psilocybin journey that I had like two days ago. Um, mm. And so I've had a lot of trauma in these spaces where um, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel secure. Um, I felt betrayal, rejected. Um, and I just became super numb to death. Like I thought like, oh, is this what this human experience is all about? Is all I'm dealing with is death? And it wasn't until I started working with MDMA that I really realized like, wow, there's actually life here. Mm -hmm. So that was really helping me with my depression mm. um, and working through the trauma. So like what's very interesting about me as a Kundalini teacher, I am such a rebel in the community because <laughs> there's a lot of dogma and it's very like purist in a way. It's very strong with like the Sikh religion, which I respect completely. 
but I'm not down for the dogma anymore because I was around that my whole life growing up in church and Catholic church. And, you know, I remember my first Burning Man, um, I was doing, I was in the middle of my teacher training and I remember I went to like a couple Kundalini classes because I was like, I can't do drugs anymore. Like I can't do anything because I'm a Kundalini teacher. And I was still yeah. processing like a difficult LSD trip and being struck by lightning. Like it was just a lot. And, um, and so I remember I was talking to this guy and he's like, you don't let anyone outside of you to dictate like your happiness or like what mm -hmm. resonates with you. And I really needed that because I was like such a lost, naive 24 year old at the time. Like I had no idea what I was like, you know, I'm just like trying to figure out like how to heal myself right mm -hmm. now because I was so caught up with like um, and that's the other thing the Kundalini got blocked too, because like there was a lot of blocks. So I was very much in my head a lot during that time, which is like a lot like our politicians that are completely disconnected from the lower triangle. Like they're so disconnected from their childhood mm. that they're stuck in these upper chakras. Um, so I've been there and I feel like I had to experience that so that I can have a deeper sense of empathy and compassion for what's happening right now and it's allowing me to not see myself as a victim to what's happening either because i'm seeing the arena of politicians their inner child you know and it's like their inner child is what's yelling out because they never had love or they were never really seen or they were never really heard so when you're really imbalanced and you're masculine that's when you like have these like really destructive like power trip, like narcissistic, because mm. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've so been there. I've seen the full spectrum already before, like I'm 29 right now, and I've already seen the full spectrum. So while the Kundalini was really challenging in the beginning, because it made me face all of my demons, all of my shit, I knew through my faith that like I'm a child of God and that I am safe and I'm protective because I saw it time and time again that this is part of the process for me to be able to be a compassionate light leader mm. who is not choosing to be victimized by the world that's happening outside. Right. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, as a student of A Course in Miracles, it's saying like, if you're defensive, that's actually showing weakness. But if you're defenselessness, if there's no defense to what's happening, that's your strength. Because you can recognize that everything is love or it's an opportunity for you to love more, which is what we're experiencing right now. Mm. And so I have so much to be grateful for, for Kundalini, the golden chain of teachers that have come before. We work with a lot of the different, like through the Sikh religion, it's a lot of the different gurus and um, through the mantras and different bodies, which is like a little more advanced. But um it's really like, it's really allowed me to connect with the right people. It's allowed me to have opportunities. It's allowed me to like break through. It's been challenging for sure. It's challenging for the people who like really aren't willing to do the work is the mm -hmm. simplest way to put it. Because for me, like I'm ready to transcend. I'm ready to like be in higher dimensions. So for me to be living in higher dimensions, I have to work on really completing cycles in the lower dimensions. Hmm. Well, so what is, what is like a Kundalini awakening for those that maybe don't quite understand? What yeah. That is? So a Kundalini awakening through my experience, 
is kind of like an orgasmic flow, you know? And for me, like when I have them, I like my senses get really heightened. Um, my saliva changes taste, Mm. um, my hearing's a lot more clear and I just like really have to breathe through it because it's a full body, like tingle sensation or spiritual orgasm, like thing that happens because you're awakening the life force that's at the root of the spine Mm -hmm. and it climbs up, it channels up like two snakes. Like when you see like the medical symbol with the snakes and like the wings, that is kundalini and to me when i see that that's all i see a lot of like mercury so to me it's like mercury is the planet of communication and the whole thing about kundalini yoga is about you living your sat nam which is your truth because when you're living your truth that's your identity and that's why i feel like i'm so real and like raw and vulnerable is because i'm just here living my truth. And for a long time, I was, I was shut down to communicate my truth. I had that trauma from like first grade from sister Catherine, where I was in timeout every day for speaking in line. And so you went to Catholic school Uh for eight years. I went to Catholic school for eight years. And then I, when I was in high school, I taught volleyball to the middle school girls um, at the Catholic school. Like I was like, my family was so in it. Like I was so ingrained and I was so believing in the dogma because my grandparents were immigrants and like they feared everything, yeah. you know? So this is the deep ancestral shit that I've had to really clear. Yep. And when you're depressed, you don't know how to really think for yourself, especially as a child. So you're just a sponge taking in everyone else's around you's um, Story. view, yeah, yeah, view of what life is. Mm-hmm. And so kundalini has allowed me to be like oh fuck that that doesn't resonate with me like i'm gonna start living my truth i'm gonna start what is what is what resonates with me and follow my bliss yeah like what's your story yeah and so that's why i'm just like really having a challenging time like i've been doing so much shadow work that like i'm over it because (laughs) i don't like there's what else is there to heal you know like Things will come up for sure, but now that I have the tools, I can transmute it quickly. I don't need to wait months and months on time to to let that go. Like I can just allow myself to go back to that moment, give myself the love that I needed. Hear the young younger Sabrina forgive the people that afflicted pain on me to realize that life is happening for me, not to me, because it's made me stronger and it's given me the wisdom to even sit and have this conversation with you right now. So the biggest thing is just getting out of that victim mentality. And that's what so much of shadow work is. And I'm so fucking over it. Like I'm just ready for more joy. I'm ready for more love. I'm ready for more life, more expansion. But that's the thing. The shadow has allowed me to like bring light to the blocks that have stopped me. And it's allowed me to be a little soft. It's allowed me to be softer and more compassionate and more empathetic. But now I like, even my work is shifting. Like I get messages every time from on Instagram of like people's like really heavy shit. And I'm just like, like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I see you and I love you, but like, I can't be stuck in these loops anymore. It's not, it's not healthy and conducive for my well-being. So I'm just here offering the tools because you are your own guru. You know, yeah. it's like uh-huh. <laughs> people are like, oh my God, I feel like working with you, you're going to save me. 
woof, that's like you giving away your power to me. And I don't want that like Mm -hmm. at all. I'm here to guide you, helping you remember what you may have forgotten, but like you are the writer and the creator of your story. And if you give your power away to someone else, you disempower yourself. And that's not going to be, that's not going to be healthy, healthy, because if anything, you believing that someone else is going to save you, that's just you not really believing in your own worth that you are capable of saving yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hoe to that. Seriously, I, I feel you so strongly in that because of putting, you know, at the end of the day, like you and I, we're just normal, like regular. I'm a human. You human. are human. Yeah. And we have a lot of stuff that we're also going through. And I think that it's so often that because we've stretched our wings and like wanted to birth something really powerful and put it out into the world that, you know, we get these views and people create stories about who we are, but the end, at the end of the day, like we are your mirrors, you know, yes. and we're not here to be the guru. It's just like my favorite thing my friend and I discovered on the playa one year at Burning Man was G-U-R-U. Like, you are your own, you are you, you are your mm. own guru, you are you. And it's just, it, it plays in my mind because I often have these moments where too, I will be like, oh, I'm so fantasized by that person that's doing this thing. And I want to be, you know, a part the of comparison that. comparison stuff too. We, that's like a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the comparison story in sisterhood is so deep. It's a wound. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm really working through that too. Me too, girl. It's like so real. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wolf. Right. So, you know, I, I think that's really powerful. And I think, you know, who, when, we all tune into our own power. We recognize that, you know, we've got the medicine. The medicine is in us and we're here to reflect that. So Yeah, and what was interesting was the other day, I think I think it was on the solstice. I was uh really I got like this really here, I actually would love to read it. I got this like really gnarly download. Um right like in the class like I was laughing the whole time I was in like this yoga solstice class but I was channeling this and this is what I what I heard the fifth dimension akasha confirms that the new chakra system is activate activated these three chakras represent the masculine the feminine and the divine a triangle from the bottom of the feet to the soul star chakra which is right above the head sherbet colors there's no separation between the lower three chakras that's a false belief because when you're rooted in your sensuality, you are able to live and love with empowerment. This becomes the new baseline. 5D consciousness, which is about essentially the unity consciousness. So we live in the 3D world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 4D is like the astral. 5D is the unity consciousness where we are all one. 6D is when we start working with sacred geometry. And 7D is when we start working with our sound current, which is our nod, which is you living your truth. So these are the layers that we want to go. So 5D consciousness is the baseline. And from there, we are able to ascend to new heights, 70 and beyond. We are living through our heart space and able to radiate our sacred nod. Our sound current is us sharing and living our truth, us being real, us being kind. That is who we are at our core. When you've allowed yourself to transcend trauma from the childhood and reunite with your inner child, you actualize the frequency of heaven on earth. It's all A-L-L. It's all ready here. 
So it's just about you becoming a vibrational match. So that came through. <laughs> yeah, that came through for me when I, uh, like during the solstice, you know, yeah. um, because I'm just working on like having that unity consciousness be the baseline where I don't have to keep going down to those lower like reptilian dimensions. And I can have that unity consciousness be my baseline because I see that there isn't any more of that trauma or that betrayal that I carried from my childhood anymore. Because mm -hmm. as you do that work, you don't have to keep diving in. And that's why I feel like I don't want to be doing shadow work anymore because I'm done with that. And I recognize the balance between like the shadow and the light, but the shadow still has light. You know, it's just the absence of light, but it's still like in presence of light. That's when we're able to see the shadows is in presence of light. Hmm. I was going to say, do you feel like shadow work is like in your 20s, but I feel like it can show up in so many different chapters. It depends. I feel like it depends on how willing you are to do the work in your 20s. You know, like I have clients that are 41 right now right. that are completely disconnected with, from their childhood, like no childhood memories whatsoever. Wow. And it's like, oh man, like this is why I'm like, whoo, this is heavy. And I've done that for so long. And I, I, that's part of the martyrdom of like sacrificing my joy <laughs> to, you know, go back into those shadows and repeat those cycles. And I'm just like, I'll, I have the tools for you, but again, I'm not here to save anyone, you know? And so my thing is how can I continue to make these tools accessible so that you can have your own experience and which is right. so big of Kundalini yoga oh, okay. that just came through. Um, Kundalini yoga is all about your own experience. Like in vinyasa and hot, the classes you're being adjusted when you're like in child's pose, blah, blah, blah. Kundalini, you're not supposed to be touching your students like mm. at all because you don't know the breakthroughs people are having because you're, when you're doing this breath work, okay, so let's go to basics. So Kundalini deals a lot with breath. It deals a lot with mantra, mudras, your hand postures, depending on because every finger represents a different planet. So mm -hmm. you're using, working with planetary influence to really cut through this or, um, or bring more of, but mostly cut through because the pranayama, just the breath really helps you clear through those blocks because that's also your pranic life force. Um, and so you're doing like really weird shit all the time. Like it's not a vinyasa <laughs> class that like, it's the same flow sequence every time. Yeah. Like I'm teaching a different class every single time mm -hmm. and everyone's having different experiences depending where they're at. Some people are fucking wailing in the corner while other people are like pure, like ecstatic, like bliss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's like you, there, yeah. there's no one journey that's the same. Hmm. And what a beautiful reflection that is for all of us. Like no one has the same journey because if we did, that would make life so boring. And that's why it's so important for us to start listening to other people's stories and their journeys, but also knowing that we are not our stories. They are something that has been part of our experience, but we're so much more than that, you know, and so many people get caught up in their story. And so now like, you know, for a long time, I was the victim of like, oh my God, I was struck by lightning. But now I just fucking laugh because like, I can't make this shit up, you know, like it's, it blows my mind. But, you know, and that, and what's really fascinating is that this year was the um, 11 year anniversary that my best friend took her life. And it was also the same day I had my six years of my difficult LSD trip, which was the thing I had a really difficult LSD trip because it was also her 
five year anniversary of her suicide. So mm -hmm. she came through and she let me know she was free, which was really freeing for me because like I just was feeling like shit, like my best friend took her life, you know? Yeah. And so processing that, processing like being on this journey mm -hmm. with, with a twin flame who like we're not, we're separate right now. And really like realizing like, well, someone here loves me, but I don't even know how to accept it, you know, because I had mm. such low worth while also not having the tools to protect my energy because it wasn't the right set and setting was at Coachella and it was mm. not the right set and setting. And I didn't know that I was really an empath and I was taking on everyone else's energy. Mm -hmm. So I was just completely drained, you know, and that happened that whole summer. And that's why I had to get struck by lightning because the universe was like, bitch, you need to reset, like, you know, and there it goes. And it wasn't until this past New Year's Eve, I realized like, holy shit, what that, that was, was I, it shot my nervous system. Right. And if you don't have a strong nervous system, you can't call in abundance. You you know, you can't really be navigating through this world properly as an energetic empath because you have to be able to sustain your energy. So I am just constantly being aware of my nervous system, which Kundalini Yoga has also really helped me strengthen because while Hawthor Vinyasa focuses so much on like the muscular and the skeletal system, Kundalini Yoga focuses more on the glandular system and the nervous system. So your thyroid, uh, your pituitary gland, your pineal gland, um, your liver, you know, all of these really big organs that we need to properly function. Mm. Um, this is what Kundalini yoga really helps strengthen. So it's not so much of like, oh, I'm going to do like these really bendy, like bird of paradise and like watch my leg up in the air. No, it's like, I'm going to fucking sit here for 11 <laughs> minutes and like have my arms up. And I just want to feel like I want to punch someone in the fucking face because my arms hurt so bad. But yeah. what that does, it's really clearing out the lymphatic system that mm -hmm. of all your, cause you have 72,000 nadis, which are like nerve endings you know you have seventy-two thousand nerve endings on in your body from head to toe so kundalini yoga works on that so this is why this yogi bhajan brought this mm. this practice he brought it at woodstock initially so i had no idea wow yeah so he initially brought it to woodstock because he saw that there was all these hippies doing so many psychedelics and stuff. And right. the psychedelics in the 60s were not nearly as strong as they are today. Mm -mm. And so, you know, he was realizing, like, what was happening. And like I said earlier, like, you, there are, like, percussions, you know? Like, you can't, you have to make sure you're taking care of your health if you're playing with these plant, working with these plant medicines and these psychedelics. Like, working with MDMA for, like, Oof, like two years straight every weekend I had zero serotonin you know and I yeah. but I was like 22 and yeah carefree you know and so he was seeing like what was going to happen you know and so he he brought these these teachings to the west to help us with the Aquarian age which we've mm -hmm. experienced post 2012 because the and that's the thing about Aquarius it's more about community and coming together and all of that but 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 for us to get there, we have to face the shadows of the competition and the separation and what we're experiencing right now in history are the remnants of the Piscean age, the patriarchal mm -hmm. age. 
And that's why like it's hitting really hard is because it's like the 11th hour <laughs> and it's like, this is the last of it, but it's like, this is all the shit we have to address. Like the racism and yeah. the hate and the ancestral karma and all of these things that we've just kind of like brushed to the side or like completely like bypassed. And it's like, nah, bitch, if you want to excel and if you want to ascend, get your shit together. So as a collective, <laughs> we're having to get our shit together. Uh -huh. Which is why everyone's so sensitive right now if you're a oh light worker, like, or an empath. Like, it's so fucking intense. And me being in my Saturn return going through it, I'm just like, Oh, but I know I'm going through it because Saturn is the planet that's like our life coach. So Saturn's being like, yo, you're about to go to this next phase of your life. Are so you're you going to have to face all your <laughs> shit that's not going to be carrying with you. So this is why it's so important for me to practice more self-care and be more compassionate to myself and slow down a little more and not be so hard on myself because like I'm just here doing my best. I'm just here trying to navigate through this the world outside of me but the thing is is that the inner creates the outer right, right so with me i'm working on with what's going on at the borders right so what i'm doing is like right. where have i caged my inner child where have i separated my inner child from love you know like where have i really not i'd like been attentive to my inner child and as long, and as I start to do that work, it's going to permeate into the collective that like I, my inner child is strong and I'm supporting these kids, you know, through that way, rather than being a victim, because I was catching myself, like getting stuck in the rabbit hole of watching the news and like watching what's happening, which was like very 9 y mm -hmm. which is like when I was in puberty, like all yep. of us that are like late twenties, early thirties, like we were pubescent years during 9-11. So for me, I grew up really depressed by dealing with a lot of death as a kid through my family. And then as I'm going through, and then I was sexually assaulted by a teacher. And then that summer I started my period and I never had the education. Like my mom never taught me anything about my period because she grew yeah. up in a culture that shamed bodies, you know? And that's like, I've had to learn to really see and like, the quote that li I live by that I found by Deepak Chopra after um, my difficult LSD trip was everyone's doing their best based on their level of awareness. So we have to really be able to recognize that these like racists and really unconscious people, they don't know any better. They're just so naive that they don't know any better. So it's like, keep looking at the inner child and seeing those people, like where was their child not loved? Where was their child like, discredited or betrayed or rejected, you know, and then we can look at that within ourselves too, because there is no, of course, the miracle says there is no separation where you end and I begin. So as we continue to do this inner work, working with tools like Kundalini yoga, we heal the collective from the inside out. Because we, because then it's part of our perception. Everything is based of, is a figment of our own imagination mm -hmm. and our own creation. So collectively, we have so much trauma that we are all creating this hologram of what we're experiencing mm -hmm. in the world right now. So this is why it's important to take responsibility for your energy, take responsibility for your life, and prepare to clean your vessel mm -hmm. through forgiveness, 
above all else. Because that's how you start yeah. to heal the heart. I feel like we're all just relearning things too, because like when you spoke about your period and, you know, we're all, we're finding these tools now as far as, you know, like we, we were just told so many things about that and it's just not, it was all not well educated, like even sexual education, you know, that was nothing. nothing. And I was in Catholic school. So like I had to like, there was so much shaming. And I remember when I got my period, like I was so ashamed, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I told my mom, I was like, I think I showing my period. And she's like, there's pads under the sink. That was it. Yeah. And I remember my mom told my grandma and my grandma just goes, congratulations. And I was mortified. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it was not approached in an empowering way. Like this is yeah. your initiation into womanhood and we didn't mm-hmm. have a ceremony. We didn't have, you know, an honoring. We had, here's a tampon. Yeah. And like the, and sexual education <laughs> in Catholic school is pretty funny, you know? So right, I can't even imagine. It was yeah. the whole like chastity yeah. and like the chastity belt and like purity rings and like all of that. Like shame shame shame. so much shame so much shame and so that you know and as that's my inner child carries so much shame around that and then also being sexually assaulted by a teacher multiple times like multiple teachers like shaming me for having an ass or like massaging me and whispering in my ear that your bra is crooked when I'm 11 years old like what the fuck like that is not okay you know and it was always like, my mom's like, well, you just need to get over it. And I'm like, no mom, like you don't understand. Like this really fucked me up and I need to like address that because that's not normal. But again, that's our parents' society. Just like brush it off. And even yesterday, yeah, I was in a coffee shop and this one guy, he like, this woman was standing in front of him and he poked her in the middle of the back and I could feel her like freaking out. Like people, like there's just that boundary that generations before never really had to like consider. Mm, yeah you know and right. so being a witness of that is just like seeing the shifting of times like a lot of people and sexual distortion is so big right now in the collective like a lot of people are really healing deep sexual trauma and sexual distortion right Me now too. yeah it's uh i love that you said i just want to highlight when you when you said that what we create is like a hologram yeah of what our reality, like our inner world is our outer world. And, you know, I think that it's like this intuitive hit that keeps coming up for me that our, you know, president and everything that's going on right now is a manifestation of what we get to heal. Right. And so it's like when I go in these whatever news or I look at it, or I'm just kind of bringing myself to that awareness, all I see is that. And then Mm -hmm. I turn around and I go, okay, well, like you said, like, I didn't even think of inner child work when I saw all this manifesting. I kind of thought just, I didn't even know what to think at first because Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, do I feed into the fear of what's going on? Yeah. Or do I, like, how do I, as a transmuter of energy, like, you know, do that? (laughs) But I love that you said that because I think that overall, what I'm hearing from you is this how Kundalini has really provided a tool for you to transmute this trauma and then and, and use it in these scenarios where, okay, so we've got this, we get to come face to face with the reality of 
there are children being taken from their families. How many of us felt abandoned when mm -hmm. we are when we are children? Betrayal. Betrayed. All mm -hmm. of that, right? So how do we use that? What tools can we use? And it sounds like Kundalini has been such a very powerful tool to music has too. Yeah. yeah, I listened to a lot of music from my childhood to like bring back that joy. So like I have like TLC crazy sexy cool on vinyl and sometimes I just like <laughs> post that up, you know, like yeah. listen to the cranberries or like lately like even I woke up this morning and I was singing brand new, which was like high school for me. So that was like a very, you know, that's me working through sacral solar kind of stuff. So um you know, as a former music journalist, like music mm -hmm. has saved my life time and time again. Like it saved me from suicide. Um, it's how it's been my friend forever. And I have a deep history with music, even in my lineage. Like um, my grandfather was Frank Sinatra's security guard and my godfather was his best friend. And so Frank Sinatra flew my whole family from New York to Palm Springs because he wanted my godfather to build like a hideaway restaurant for Frank and all of his friends. So that's how my family mm. came to California. And then like, uh, my uncle dated Stevie Nicks. Like it's very like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like very, music is very, a, it's a huge yeah. part of my life, you know? And when I was a music journalist, like my whole intention to do it was to more so focus on the community. But then I just got really caught up with like the she, she Hollywood music life and, it was just completely soul sucking being a woman in the industry that right, I yeah. was just like, I'm done. But now like my outlet is teaching at festivals, which is like a dream, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like still teaching at Oregon Eclipse was something that I will always remember having like 500 people in my class and like being the first, the first yoga class, you know, of the festival and wow. running into people all week seeing how they were having break that, that was a huge breakthrough that allowed them to really set the intention for the week ahead. Mm. And that's when I was like, this is my purpose, you know, and this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to just guide, but I don't want to be taking on everyone else's shit anymore. Like I've been doing that for so long that it's like, I have to do this for myself to be that sacred disruptor for me mm. because otherwise I'm, my soul is continuing to search on who can I heal? Who can I heal? Who can I heal? Like through that ego, right? And the martyr, yeah. which is so part of my lineage that I'm just like, I'm just doing my best to provide the tools, whatever way they can figure it out. And you know where to find me when you're ready to excel to the next level. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you. I'm going to offer support. That's what I do with my podcast, like on the Sovereign yeah. Society podcast. I was reading my reviews the other night and I get messages all the time saying like, listening to your podcast for the past 10 months has changed my life. Yeah. So that's my public service. This is my podcast is my public service so that when you're ready to excel, when you're ready to really focus on your business and create your life, let's chat because you like, I just know through my own experience, like, Yes, I had support around me, but me doing the work myself was really rewarding, you know, and I keep hearing that African proverb. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so I just feel like if you want to go fast, like be willing to dive in and do the work. There's so many resources now and tools. And if you really, really need help, 
There's also therapy, which I really suggest to a lot of people don't really talk about in this community. Um, but therapy has really helped me in the past. Yeah. I haven't been to my therapist in years, but, um, after, you know, my rock bottom and I moved back home from my lightning accident and I was just in a really tough spot. I was driving to Orange County every week to drive back to my college therapist because she already knew who I was, but I didn't have to like uncover everything wow. all over again. So to me, like if you really, really need help, like go see a therapist and there's so much shame around that too, yeah. which I feel like there needs to be totally like, you know, it, it is so healing. And I think that that actually is a big part of maybe what's missing in some of our lives because okay, we have our friends, right? We have our lovers. We have people in our life who are our support system, but they don't need to hear our shit. They can only take so much. Right. And we're, we're constantly being met with our shadow over and over and again, but it's what I'm seeing too, is like this, this safe place for us to share the things that, you know, maybe you're receiving from your DMs or whatever, wherever yeah. it's coming from, like help save me. Like we're not your therapist, you know, yeah. that's not what either of us are certified in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I don't want to take on that burden either. Yeah. There's that's not, other, that's not my path. Right. That's there's not my path out there for, for that journey. And, um, I love that you brought that into the space because I think that there's so much shame around therapists. There's so much shame around mental health and just the idea that we have to be on meds and then there's this thing and it's just, there's so much energy around it yeah. and, and feeling bad, feeling like you're not able to fit in with society because you have to do this thing. That's not normal. Like what the fuck is normal? You know? Yeah. And there's just such a stigma, but it's all from the propaganda and the shaming, you know, and it's a lot of times like it's just a misunderstanding, right? It's a naivete yeah. that people put out there because mostly they probably need it too. So they're just shaming that within themselves or having resistance to go themselves, you know? And um, yeah, I was, it was like, go, I was told like, go see a therapist and like, mm -hmm go take care of it. Cause that's the thing. I was like putting it all on like my twin. Like I was putting it all on him and it was just too much. And, um, um yeah. it was a lot. I was so it's young easy to do that in relationships though. Like they're, they're the first person you see and you love and you want to just douse everything on top of them, you know, and I'm learning that fully right now, like with business stuff, because my partner is a very, he's a businessman, but I'm learning to go to him when I want just like certain levels of support because I actually really need certain things that he's, he's already providing something for me. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't need to provide everything. And that's and, the thing too. And that's why sisterhood is really getting like big right now too, yeah. is because women need other women because we are, our brains are so much different than men. Yeah. And actually in Kundalini yoga, we talk about the arc line, which is kind of like our halo, right? So when you see like those pictures of like mother Mary and she's got the halo and all of that. So that's our arc line. As women, we have two arc lines. We have it above the head and we have it from nipple to nipple as well. Oh, wow. So we, you know, like we carry, like the women are ruled by the moon. The men are ruled by the sun. Every two and a half days we have, a, excuse me, every two and a half days we have a different moon center. So like some days we're like more sensual. Some days we're more introverted. Some days we're more social. Some days we're more like 
ah, you know? And so it's like when you start tracking your cycles more so than yeah. just like the phases of the moon, but your own cycles, then you know how to really plan accordingly with like, oh, this is a day I'm going to need a lot of self-care. Like for me, for instance, even just with like the moon phases, when it's Scorpio moon, I'm like, who time out. Like I need me time. Like that's when I go really deep in my subconscious and I really heal. Like being at this last desert hearts was a full moon in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. I was in my tent at 10 PM every night. And I woke up at four cause I did not want to be in the moonlight and pick up everyone else's shit. Yeah. Like that was my self care was like, I'm going to go to bed at 10 because everyone I want to see is playing at four anyways. And I'm teaching. And so I have to hold integrity and space yeah. for myself. Um, and that's the other thing too, is like, but me being a Kundalini yoga teacher, but me also being a psychonaut, I can really hold space for people who maybe coming to my classes that are under influences. Well, a lot of other Kundalini teachers, they kind of shame and like discredit. Like there's one teacher, like a couple of teachers that are so anti ayahuasca and they like preach it to their people. And there's like minions, you know, cause they have like, it's kind of like a cult following in a way. Cause everyone, like I said, thinks that this person's going to heal them or fix them. And it doesn't allow people to think for themselves. Right. But like ayahuasca was like such is continue is such a powerful medicine. And it really like me working with the grandmother, she was telling me like, I've been waiting for you and you've done all the hard work. And now it's time for you to enjoy the fruit of your labor, which is why I feel like, you know, like I'm done with the shadow. Like if yeah. it comes up, hey, familiar friend, but like, <laughs> you know, like we're pen pals now, you know, and right. it's like, I see you when I need to, but like, I don't need to be engulfed in you. 24 seven doing the work. I don't need to be engulfed with you, like fixing everyone else's shit. Like there you like, no, you're not here to fix anyone. You know, like all you can do is be responsible for your own energy. This is your sovereignty. Like your sovereignty is you governing your own self. Mm. You like taking responsibility for your own self. That's why my podcast is called the sovereign society because it used to be sovereign goddess, but then like, I was here, the ayahuasca, the last thing she told me is like, you need to also start supporting men. Because mm. I was always one of the boys growing up because I was really insecure, yeah. like being like having curves and, you know, I, and all of that. And I was in a small class of 31 kids for eight years, you know? So like the girls that were in my class, I never really resonated with. And my cousin was in my class. So I was like, I'm just going to hang with the boys. So I was always one with the boys and like, even today, like all my guy friends, like they're coming to me to like talk about shit, you know what mm. I mean? Like that's the space I hold. So I don't want, I didn't want to feel like there was right. a separation anymore between like, yeah, I needed Kundalini, Gemini. Like I needed to be yeah, you're, that balance. You're being a Gemini and being able to tap into both like sides of that, I think is perfect, you know, for you to be able to hold space for the masculine, hold space for the feminine, like that is the true embodiment of the medicine woman, you know, and it's, it sounds like you're stepping like fully into that. And, mm. you know, that thank you for saying that sister. Yeah. I'm really, yeah. I'm really, I'm really about it. Like, I think because like so much of my experience has been holding space for men, you know, too. Um, I was also abused by men a lot too. Yeah. Um, that was something I couldn't ignore, you know, but like, and it wasn't until I started really being active in my, through Kundalini actually, that I started really calling in my sisters because I've been able to cut through a lot of the shame 
or the comparison yeah. or like the cattiness that I had because a lot I, I just you know I was never in a sorority like I was never like in that kind of field mm-hmm. like I I'm just always been pretty neutral I've always been part of not a specific group I've always been so eclectic yeah. with my groups of friends and that's not like, I just feel like with me just like pigeonholing with just like women was not me actually living my truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I still gear towards a lot of women because like through my own healing, like as a woman, like there's different. And I believe in the true like brotherhood. Like I am so amazing to see conscious brotherhood rising up right now. to see like men supporting each other. And yeah, like since being part of the festival community, like I've really found my sisters like you and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's a handful that, you know, that we both know that like, I could not, I would not be here today if it weren't for their support when I needed them. Because when women have stuff that's coming up, they need their support of their other sisters to hold that space. Yep. There, I now call, I have like my three, you know, favorites that I dial Mm -hmm. every time there's something that I get to either have a breakthrough in or, just something that's coming up and it's like, Ooh, this feels like I just could use some support. And we all say like, how did we do this before? You know, or how could we even do what we're doing without it? Mm -hmm. It is the like women's circles, women's support groups, women supporting women is what will radically shift us into our, like our sovereignty, our priestess, everything that we're like, our just sacred feminine gifts, like honoring them, remembering them, reclaiming them, owning our power. It starts with us within, and then we mirror that within our sisterhood. You mm-hmm. know, and I had a very similar story. I was a tomboy. I raced dirt bikes. I was super with the guys. And I just didn't resonate to women as much because I thought that I had to be cool like the guys to be more powerful and to mm-hmm. be seen. You know, so it's like, it's, I find it so fascinating how I've shifted gears, but what for me happened was I had to awaken to, oh, I've forgotten my femininity. Yeah. I closed that off. I said, I'm going to put that on the back burner. And now I'm like, I'm making peace with flowers and I'm just like remembering what it feels like to be connected to my divine feminine. Running the I am goddess collective. I mean, yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Never saw that one coming, spirit. Yeah, right. But it's really powerful. And someone once said, you know, as being like a tomboy or just being able to understand what it's like to be one of the guys, when you get into your adulthood and you realize, oh, I'm a woman, you know, let me love my breasts and love my body and my curves or whatever, then we have a good balance, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take that as a good Otherwise, balance. the pendulum swings too, too strong. And too you know, strong. and when you have, um, I was just teaching this in my eight-week course, Thrive. Um, this week, it's so funny that this is like, we're recording this this week because this week is all about conscious empowerment. So it's all about um, sacred, sacred um, masculine and sacred feminine within us. And also knowing when the imbalance is to really create that like, chalice of the masculine energy to allow the flow of the feminine to like be free yeah and so when the feminine energy inside of you is really imbalanced or it's kind of like brushed the side that's when the neediness and the codependency really comes in Mm. yeah 
you know? So that's something that like, even just teaching it and like saying it out loud. Cause you know, like, this is the thing is I've gone through this eight week course thrive. Like I've had to teach myself through it too, because Yogi Bhajan said to master is to teach. So when you've mastered something, you're able to teach it. So I'm going on this journey because this is the first time I'm putting it together. So I'm doing it as I go. I'm going on these journey with these women that are in this group and I'm seeing myself. Last week was all about transcending the limits. So I've had to really see what my blocks have been. Mm. Conscious empowerment. How am I balancing my inner masculine, inner feminine? How I honor how am I honoring my boundaries and where am I recognizing I've had barriers? Yeah. I've I've had to be able to go through all of this myself so that I can teach, which is just like every other experience, you know? Like that's why you are not a victim of your story. You are not a victim of what has happened to you. And when you're able to get to the space that you recognize that everything is happening for you, not to you, that's when you start to reclaim your power back. That's when you start to claim your sovereignty and be like, hey, there's a divine purpose to this. And I'm going to run with it and share other pe- with other people so that they too don't have to go through the same fucking thing. Because I went four years sabbatical where I hid in my house for four years after mm-hmm. I was struck by lightning and moved back into my parents' house. And even today, like my mom still has very much of a strong, um, she's still very fearful of like me going out into the world because she saw me and my mom's never smoked a joint in her life. So she's just like terrified and she doesn't have the education and, you know, I love her, but she doesn't have that awareness of what I know through my own experience. And so she's just like trying to be like a mama bear and protect me. But I'm like, mom, I'm like 29. Like you really need to like, <laughs> let me go, you know, but she's just, she's just being that mom of that love. Cause she's seen me in like yeah. a really fucked up position. Like a re- like I was so mentally not present. Like I was so deep in psychosis and paranoia and all of that because I was like reading the headlines and tapping into the propaganda and conspiracy theorists. And cause my oh, vibration yeah. was so low that that's what I was tra- attracting in my reality. Hmm. You know, that's what I was recognizing because my vibration was so low. So hmm. like attracts like, you know? And so I still love that's that part of me, but luckily that was when I was in the development of my heart chakra. So I've had to do, I'm, I'm still like, there's still remnants. So I just started my throat um, at 29 is when your throat, cause that's when you start to speak and live your truth. You're going through the Saturn return, all of that. So um, I'm still like, I don't have, if there's not as much as a big gap from like my throat as there is to like my <laughs> root. So my right. heart, like I'm, I can still like, I can turn it quicker and practice more through forgiveness and um, just where can I love myself? Where can I love others? Where can I like forgive and tell and let people know, like, I see you and I feel you and you're going to get through this. And that's why I, I had to experience what I did. You know, thank, thank God for Kundalini because it's allowed me to have a really deep well, you know, to hold a lot of, to hold like a very big vessel. Like when I t- teaching at festivals for 500 people it takes a lot of energy right yeah you know <laughs> and I wasn't when I walked up I was not expecting that I was like oh maybe there'll be like 30 40 people and I'm like holy fuck this whole setup like this whole stage is full plus outside like all right and but something came over me because I'm living my satnam I was living my purpose that I was just a vessel it wasn't me teaching like literally my voice was even different mm. 
Cause I just is like, you know, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? That's like a prayer from A Course in Miracles that I believe in so much because we are here to be conduits of that love. We came here to do, to anchor in heaven on earth and to experience joy in this human experience. And then when we die, we go back up to source. And that's what all the death has allowed me to really experience right. is like, there's like the, the limitations of this, of the 3d physical reality, you know, is not, it's not a thing. Like it's nothing compared to how vast it is on the other side. Like we're just here passing through, like we're just here to like have a blessing we call a human experience where we get to have a full spectrum of emotion. (laughs) We get to experience it all. And there's a blessing in that. We get to experience nature. Like I had a hawk in my backyard yesterday, like hanging out. I had a hummingbird flying at my window. Like I'm crying, you know, like that's my totem. So I'm crying. Like this is human life. Like this is the human experience. Like let's start to have more fun here, guys. Like (laughs) let's start blessing this place up yo, like we don't need to be stuck in this bullshit and this trauma because we're afraid of what's on the other side because the bullshit and trauma can essentially become a comfort zone because it's what we know most. I'm so over that. Like I'm so over that. Like I'm ready for the moksha, the liberation, the freedom from suffering and Hmm. transmuting that, you know, like, and I, that's what I want to help empower other people, but I am not the one that's going to fix you. Like I can share, I'm a storyteller. So like I can share my story. I can share my experience. It's going to resonate with different people depending on where they are on their journey. You know, that's why I'm so passionate about whole, like share me sharing my story. I know empowers other people to share their stories, to be vulnerable too. Mm-hmm. And that's how we start to really generate true connection is when we share our stories, because then you can hear something from me that's like, oh, I understand. Like you saying you're a tomboy, like I totally get it. You know, that's what generates connection is when we allow ourselves to listen to other people. But for us to listen to other people, we also have to be willing to share our own. <laughs> and so, oh my mic. So we have to fly here. And my friend's been telling me that fly medicine is essentially like you're gonna succeed. Like there's no really. We've been yeah. having crazy flies here lately. Yeah, she me too. And she's like, she's like, like, there's been so I have many flies. Dead flies around. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, she was like, she's like, if there's flies flying around, it's like you're unstoppable. Ooh, cool. So it's like flying all around the screen and like all of that. So yeah, but essentially, like we need to share our stories. We need to share our medicine. What's helped us. Because when we allow ourselves to share, that's when people feel like they aren't alone. And when people Mm -hmm. feel like they're being seen or they're heard or they're understood, that's when the real healing happens. Because the biggest healing is that we just feel like we're isolated and we're alone and no one understands what the fuck we're going through. And we're not. We are literally all going through it. Yeah. So, yeah, really powerful. Um, You have so much medicine always to share. Uh, thanks. Yeah, it's been, it's been one. (laughs) (laughs) You are just like a walking, breathing goddess of medicine. Like so much comes, I think. And what I see too, is you just, you just breathe it all in and take it all in. And, and I can feel all of that coming to this place of like surrender in a sense of just like 
Wow. Thank you for saying that. It's taken me a long time to get to that space. I appreciate you seeing that. Mm. Oh, sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fucking, I mean, I, like I said, everything that I've experienced and everything that I'm here to share with you, I wouldn't have been able to done if it weren't for the work that I've done, you know, and I wouldn't be able to be able to have this wisdom because it's the completion of the medicine wheel. Like, yeah, you know, and everyone has their own hero's journey. And so we're able to share once we, you know, we share what we found and this is what I've been able to find just through my own experience and through doing the work through really being diligent to get the work, to do the work. Like that's why I've devoted so much of my life doing the work so that like I had it. Cause as an old soul, like I've done this human life thing before, you know, and mm-hmm. when I was at John of God, um, who's a spiritual healer in Brazil, uh, the shaman I was with, she was like, you were Joan of Arc in your past life. And she's like, are you barefoot? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you walked alongside Jesus. So like, I know I have like very, very strong, past lives. And that's why I'm here as like a projector on my human design to share and just like, you know, really allow myself to share my medicine that has helped me get through the darkest of pits. And this is why like, no one knows you better than you know you. And of course, it's great to have the support and it's great to, you know, it's great to have the support, but like you have to also be able to be willing to support yourself through it because yeah. this is your life. Like if you're not willing to do the work or you think that like purchasing this course is going to solve everything, even though you're not doing, you're not doing the deep work, you're not taking the time to do it or like going to see, get a hug from Alma is going to solve all your problems. Like you're in for a really rude awakening, you know? And that's what I realized when I was at Alma like last week in LA um, I went with my friend Mariah and oh, I we almost went. On yeah, we went the last day. Yeah, that's when we went. I and literally was almost gonna go, and I just we only we only waited out. for three hours. Wow. Yeah, there was like no one there really, and I'm seeing how like people who are my parents' age are like feeling like Alma's the one that's gonna save them. So that's what we ha- that's the lineage thing that we have to work through right now right. too is like thinking our parents always thought that someone outside is going to save them. And that's why like, you know, there's all of these like really a lot of older people who are doing the spiritual work now. It's like intense because there's a lot more layers than us who are in our late twenties, early thirties, you know, that don't have as much life experience or as much as, you know, as someone who's older than us who has a lot more layers to cut through and, were with their parents longer than we were with their parents. Um, that, you know, and a lot of our grandparents and stuff were immigrants, you know? So this is like deep shit we're really working on right now. I just feel like millennials are really the sacred disruptors of right. breaking the, the cycle of the, the, the ancestral karma. I yeah. really do believe that because we are the last generation to know what life was like pre and post technology. Hmm. so we are that bridge you know we are we truly are the bridge and that's what I was seeing last night too is like I'm here to be a bridge to anchor in heaven on earth and so are so many other people like you and stuff like we are the bridge because we know what it's like to importance of keeping our feet on the ground and being grounded while also being super 
esoteric and have our head in, in the stars. Like, yeah. my sister's four years younger than me, and all she knows is, like, you know, technology. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she, like, if you would say, like, hey, would you do a digital detox? She would, like, freak the fuck out if she couldn't have, like, her phone or, like, yeah. internet somewhere, you know? Might freak out, too. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's just, you. like, that's why us millennials are here, and, like, we're all, like, the indigos of, like... yeah. Really Put it just, down. Go out in nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, and I live in Joshua Tree, which is, I'm super blessed with all the nature, but I'm so isolated that I'm catching myself on my phone a lot that I'm, like, mm-hmm. not happy with it because yeah. everyone that I'm connected to is not here. Mm-hmm. So that's my way that I connect. So I realized that yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. So there's just, like, so many shifts that are happening in my life right now, and I'm just in that space of surrender, trusting and knowing that I'm always divinely guided trusting and knowing that I'm exactly where I need to be, trusting and knowing that whatever I experience is there to make me a better human and to, and Hue, H-U-E, so a better light being so that I can continue just to like help other people, be a mirror for other people to recognize like the potential of what they can do Mm. and just go from there. So that's why like I'm really starting to shift a lot more on spiritual business um, because I, I don't want to see, like, I mean, if corporate is for you, cool, but like, it's not, it's never been for me. Like I've been an entrepreneur since I was 22 and raised by entrepreneurs. Um, so my big focus I'm on right now is just like really supporting spiritual business leaders and like goddesspreneurs and people who bring in these modern mystical tools into business so that they can learn to like work less and enjoy more life and be really productive. Yeah. So I'm switching all I'm switching to business coaching because I have a business degree. I'm really fucking good at like business marketing and I'm a business intuitive. Like I just get the downloads through yeah. and I'm like, Hey, like this is what I'm seeing for you. Or Hey, like, you know, everyone's like, Oh my God, your branding's so amazing. And I was like, yeah. it's stuff I enjoy, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I, and, but I do believe to be a really successful business person in today's day and age, you need to be willing to face your shit. Well, we are, if we're, if we're business owners, we're the entity of what we're creating and we're the source of what we're creating around us. So if, you know, business as an entrepreneur is us facing ourselves every day over and over and over again, it manifests in the people we work with. It manifests Mm -hmm. in how we handle our finances. It manifests in all these different ways. And so entrepreneurship is really, it's really the most, it's like the most intense spiritual path because we're met with ourselves every single moment of the business. Where are your, where are your money blocks? Where are your abundance blocks? Um, Where are you willing to practice more self-care? Where are you putting up boundaries? Where are you connecting with people? Oh my God. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. path of the entrepreneur is not easy. It's challenge. Yeah. It can come with ease and grace, but it, in the beginning, you're gonna be faced with all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> when I when I do my when I do my one on one coaching, the first part of the course is like we're doing the the deep work, and I'm willing to do the deep work then because like I can do it quick. But to, to be solely on that, I can't. Like I want to help people build their empires, their sacred temples, and like use their medicines as a solistic alchemist, you know, it's like, I don't see a, I see my soul in everything. I see my soul in my business. I see my soul in love. I see my soul in my relationships, in my health, in my life. Like there is no separation between them. It's a holistic entity that my soul 
is like a golden thread through all of it. Yeah. And so those are the people that I'm calling in to work with are people that also recognize that because there is no separation between like, Oh, nine to five. Now I got to go home. Like I, that's not, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I want my business to be able to, and I, my business is, is allowing me to really empower other people to follow their dreams. Like what are your passions and go for it? Like, I don't yeah. want to be attached to anything. Like I'm here to travel and explore and experience culture and all of those things. And, but also making sure I have the very strong masculine energy of my business of the structures right. so that the feminine and the creativity can flow. And that's the thing too, with Kundalini and business, it's like, you need to have that strong masculine energy. I'm having crazy deja vu right now. You need to have that strong masculine energy to create the system so things are, are flowing behind the scenes. And also money likes clarity. So if you're having these systems, there's clear, like this is clear yeah. on how the energy yeah. is flowing. And then the feminine allows me to be creative and to be in my Shakti and really allow myself to express my medicine because I have these systems that are already in place that is allowing me to, to the systems are my sacred chalice and right. I am that flow. Yeah. Beautiful. So I feel like that's also like a big shift is just like, there is no like entre like today's entrepreneurs. They're all very sustainable. Like the ones that are conscious. I just feel like there's a huge rise of conscious entrepreneurship, Yeah, you know, and it's all about like, sustainability and how can we collaborate and come together and support each other because teamwork makes the dream work you know and mm -hmm. like I said before if everything is a hologram like reach out to the people who see the world that you do that you do like you and then focus on each other's strengths like who what my strength may be different than your strength but like where I may be I don't want to say weakness but like where I can use more help, maybe something that you really are strong in and vice versa, you know, right. and this is how we yeah. learn and support each other. Cause I don't want to say strengths and weaknesses. It's just like lack of like, it's not your zone of genius. Right. So yeah. yeah. Being really able to honor that and recognize that everyone has their own, everyone has their own medicine. Everyone has their own talents and gifts. So it's not like, why don't we support each other and create something massive? that can really like move the masses. Yeah. It's that time for sure. Mm -hmm. So I know we were talking about Kundalini, but like the business element really had to come through because I just feel like Kundalini and business is, is the future. I really do because we need to be able to have a strong aura to be able to call in what we want. We need to radiate ourselves so we can call in what we want. And that's a lot of what Kundalini does. Like if you are having trauma, going back to trauma, if you have trauma, there's going to be holes like Swiss cheese in your aura, which is how the denser energies yeah. come in and suck you dry. So as you allow yourself to transmute the trauma and like reclaim your power back, you strengthen your light body. And why we wear white in Kundalini yoga as well is because when you wear white, it extends your aura nine feet. Hmm. So we wear white so that if we're in the space of doing these mantras, which helps change the subconscious mind, it really shifts the patterns because the way that the tongue hits the palate, the different, it hits the different meridian points inside the mouth that is going to channel to different neurons in the brain. Mm -hmm. So if you really like want to bless up your spaces or like 
feel good about yourself. Like listening to sacred mantra music, seventh dimension, like it's, it's pure vibration. That's going to really start shifting the different um, meridian points in your head, which is going to start to rewire and heal your subconscious mind that could be stuck before the subconscious hits the unconscious because it takes nine seconds from us to get from a negative thought to a neutral thought. Hmm. Like we have three minds, the negative mind, the positive mind, and the neutral mind. And that's the way that they go. So for us to get from the negative mind to the neutral mind takes nine seconds. Wow. So when you start to be aware of these energies and be aware of the power of your words, you start to be aware of the power of your light, the power of your auric field, the power of your radiance, and you radiate. That's why like my tagline lately has been the hashtag radiate your radness because when you are able to radiate who you truly are, that's what makes you rad. And that's what makes people want to like be around you. It's just like yeah. you being authentically you, you know, like, and being from California, everything's rad. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. So where can people, cause I know that not everybody that listens has access to like Kundalini yoga mm-hmm. as a class or, you know, so either how can they find you if you still allow people to work with yeah. you that way or, you know, mm-hmm. any other tools and areas that they can find it. So you can find me on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio and you can go to sabrinariccio.com. And then there's also the Sovereign Society podcast. And um, I'm actually like hearing a lot more about how to make Kundalini more accessible to the masses. So I'm really um, listening more to that in a way that is like from me where I can just like continue to be real and 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 honest and myself and not through the dogma like of the traditions and all of that but just like to be an Aquarian mystic in this age is about like you being true to yourself and like transcending the dogma so that's something I really take to heart um so I'm tapping into more of that on how I can serve I think that's going to come through more so after summer so if you keep up with me this summer there may be an announcement with that um, coming up. I'm just, I'm still, it's still very fresh right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm just really um, doing that. And then I also have my one-on-one mentorship. Um, so if you're a business owner and you're ready to like bring in Kundalini, more, more of Kundalini and more modern mystical tools into your business, uh, I have the Solistic Journey, which is my three-month um, alchemy program that works a lot with business alchemy by starting from the inside out and it's um that's all everything is just fucking shifting over here like I'm turning that into a four month so it's two months of like inner work and then two months of the outer work um so but if you're interested in that or if like you're resonating with what I'm sharing like send me a message a dm on instagram and uh yeah I haven't really been at festivals this year I kind of took a break which has been really weird um but I teach a lot at festivals too so if you are a festival junkie like myself, <laughs> you can see me on lineups there too. So, and I want to start doing more events in LA and in yeah. San Diego and stuff. Yeah. So that's like the next phase for me, but like I have typical airy Gemini. I have like all of these things like all over the place and I'm like, okay, one step at a time. So yeah. <laughs> one or the other yeah and thank you so much for holding this space sister it's like I've been wanting to connect with you for so long and 
so the thing is Nixie and I, we also held space for our community um, back in November. Mm-hmm. It was called what the fuck are we doing here? And it was just really <laughs> helping people like understand like what our real purpose is and like how we are here to really like show up mm-hmm. and not just completely like dim ourselves or check out all the time. Like right. when we're in our communities spaces, especially it's important for us to all like really share our gifts and our talents because that's, we're all in this collective energy and we're all like in the same space. So like we all need each of us to really be radiating like who we truly are so that we can continue to bless up. So I just wanted to share that out cause that was yeah, really fun. That was, thank you for, she called me up and asked me. So I was very honored. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have a couple more questions before I, before we get to wrap this up. Cool. Uh, I always love to ask whoever's here uh, what to, what does it mean to be a goddess to you? Oh, okay. So it's really funny because um, my one of my family members, she's an evangelical Christian and pastor, and she's like, I can't believe Elena lets her daughter use the word goddess. Um, but to me, <laughs> so this is the shit that I'm transmuting. Um, to me, being a goddess is just about being who you are fully. It's about you expressing yourself unapologetically. It's about you being that that channel and that conduit for God's source to just really express yourself and to hold space and to be nurturing and to be loving and to be able to be like that mother essence of like, I see you and the compassion and the unconditional love. So first finding that unconditional love for ourselves to be able to share that with the world and to just really radiate who we are like fully, you know, and to just honor what comes and recognize where we can bless up and where we can forgive and where we can really bring nourishment through love to the planet and to the collective. Yeah. Yes, 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 to all that beautifulness. <laughs> Thank you, sister, so much for all of your medicine. Again, we covered so many. I feel like we could talk for like a whole nother hour. So maybe we'll get to do it again. Sometime. It's the Gemini Virgo girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a Virgo moon. So, and I'm, I'm a Virgo Virgin, moon right? too. Yeah, I remember that. We would like talk about that. So yeah, it's definitely real, but I love it. Thing. We love you for it. So so beautiful um all right so what are we gonna listen to okay so one of my favorite songs okay so this is a mantra um sat city city a call and it's a mantra of victory so um my brothers feather and dot are have done this one and what i love about them is that they make electronic mantra music and they're the ones that dj with me when i teach at festivals so they were with me at Oregon Eclipse and I awesome. sit in ceremony with them. Like they're another like amazing brothers that are part of this like rebellious Kundalini homies, but like so pure, so much love. Like they're, they're my brothers. So Yay. the city city call is all about victory. So you are victorious. You are not a victim of your circumstances. And that's what I always want you to remember to choose to be victorious. 
Beautiful. So the song is called Feather. It's by Feather and Dot. And it's by Feather and Dot, Sot City, City of Call. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, sister. Mm, Goddesses, enjoy this beautiful track by Feather and Dot. I know you're going to love it, and we'll definitely add it to the Goddess Nation playlist that's on Spotify. So please go follow Sabrina and her journeys. I love you all so much. I see you. I hear you. Until next time. Salam. Sad city, city a call, city a call, Maha call, Maha call, Satanam, a call, Murat, Wahe Guru, Sad city, city a call, city a call, Maha call, Maha call, Satanam, a call, Murat, Okay.